Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the worst fucking podcast you've ever heard. So, likes. Hey everybody, welcome to Both Mics. Both Mics is a show about nothing and everything. That over there is Mike Safka. And that over there, whichever side he's on, because I'm too lazy to look right now, is Mike Taylor. Yes, yes. and together... We're both mics. We are both mics. Welcome to show number 129. Jesus. Yes. The Jesus show. 129. Episode 129. Um, you can hear us anywhere. Podcasts can be heard. Uh, look us up on YouTube. Find us on Facebook. Go to bothmics.com. Go to our merch page. Buy some merchandise. Yes. Nice. We have awesome Both Mics merchandise. You can find it at bothmics.com. Mr. Safka, how are you? How's things? How's life? Doing good. How are you? Good, good. You, know, you went to the show. You went to the, the show. concert. The show. Yes, the show. Tell me about the show. Well, two and a half years in the making. I was I was taking my newborn, Nicholas, to uh, to doctor's appointments right after he was born when I bought these tickets. And uh, we'll go through a little bit of it. Uh I was living in San Antonio at the time, and tickets went on sale for everything, all the shows, and Orlando was the only show that I could go to. Like, right, well, I could have went to any show, but I elected Orlando because the fact that mom is here, blah, 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 and, uh, you know, I'll go to the Orlando show. We're talking about the Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jett. Did I leave anybody out? Classless acts. Yeah, oh. the, the stadium tour. Yeah, it would have okay. been nice if I started with that, right? Yeah, it's all right, though. It's all right. You're good. We're yeah. good. Okay. Um, so I bought these tickets back in 2019, 2020. And uh, I bought Orlando shows because that was the, the show that was that was available for me. Excuse me. And uh, like a couple days later, they announced more shows, one of them being San Antonio, Texas, where I was living. So I put up uh, my Orlando tickets uh, for sale on the scalper section of Ticket Bastard. And um, and sold them and turned around and bought San Antonio tickets. Well, seven, eight months, nine months later, I moved to St. Augustine. I don't need my San, my San Antonio tickets anymore. But, hey, if it's the only chance I have, I'll uh, we'll go back and visit family and, and see the San Antonio show. Sure. And then I realized, oh, hey, look, they have a Jacksonville show. So <laughs> when it came time for them to cancel the show for 2021 – after they canceled for 2020, uh, I decided to go for a refund on the, on the um, San Antonio tickets. So got a refund on them and uh, bought Jacksonville tickets on the on the the uh, the field. Second section back, third row. Um, yeah, best I could do for my wife, who's five foot one and three fourths, and I'm six three, so I could see anywhere, anytime. And uh, couldn't get aisle seats because it would be best for her because she could just like kind of pop out in the aisle and, and see down the aisle way, but couldn't do it. So uh, day finally comes this past Saturday, uh, July 2nd, 2022, after two and a half years of waiting and uh, hundreds of dollars spent. It's time for the show. So uh, we luckily left. My sister came up and uh, for the weekend, so she babysat, and we headed off to have a late lunch, early dinner. We went to Ale House, you know, good old Ale House, nice, inexpensive. Had a couple pitchers of cocktails and uh, headed off to the TIAA Bank Field where the Jacksonville Jaguars play and uh, got good parking. Uh, a lot of places were looking for 40 bucks for parking. The... Uh, on the east side of the stadium, there's different side streets, and uh, some place was offering 15 bucks for parking. It was a parking lot. It was it was paved, and uh, you know we uh, we headed down that way. 15 bucks, walked to the stadium. We uh, bought rain ponchos, and uh, I had them in my back pocket. I was actually debating when we left the car if I wanted to carry these in my pocket, and uh, glad yes. we did. <laughs> as as we went in god there, there was like basically no security you went through a, a metal detector no wands no frisking no empty your pockets no nothing and uh you know they told you to bring one bottle of water i, I could have brought a gallon of water they would have not have known 
and um, got in zero issues, no problem. Tickets from uh, from Ticketmaster scanned off my phone without an issue, and then it started to rain. We didn't even. Hi, get... welcome to hi, welcome to the show. Now yeah. let the rain start. Yeah. I know how you feel, Mike. I lived through Rockville this year. Yep. Um, the, uh, the the band Classless Acts. I, I, I don't even know. I think they went on at four o'clock. They played for like twenty minutes. Seriously, and uh, they were just like a, a throw-in band. Like they, they probably probably got a favor from somebody or some some deal like that. They played were for they any twenty good? minutes. I have no idea. We were actually walking into the stadium when I heard them. So okay. You know, the, the one and song it started raining and then they shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess they got their four songs in and they, they shut it down and uh, the rain started like you wouldn't believe um, and probably had to wait for a good hour or so until Joan Jett came on because the, the rain kind of subsided and it's, they'll, they'll play in the rain. It's the lightning within a perimeter of, right. I guess, 10 miles or so that mm-hmm. that stops the show. And uh when you when you walk in, we were on the the south side of the stadium, and that's where the I guess the entrance is to the field. And uh, they have a huge area there. They had all kinds of bars open and almost nice. like different yeah. booths for food. They yeah. had a freaking convenience store located in there, a Daly's convenience store. Yeah. And uh, we we hung out, and just made friends. And sure. uh, what else are you gonna do? You know, with the the main merchandise was right there. Picked up a couple T-shirts. Nice. And, all right. Uh, good. Yeah. Old old school cassettes. Old all school right. cassettes. They have all the all the different bands on there. And then nice. of course on the back it has all the uh, all the, the the cities that played. They played or playing. And uh, downstairs merch booth was was crazy, dude. There was hundreds of people. And I'm like, let me go up to the the mezzanine and see. And sure enough, mezzanine was was fine. You know, we got through there a good 15, 20 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, and uh, headed back down. Got some more drinks. Perfect. Joan Jett comes on, and it's raining. She does her set, and then all of a sudden, boom, more lightning. So uh, we're, on a, we're on a pause after Joan Jett for about two hours. Two hours. Did they announce that, or you just assume it's, it? It's on, it's on the screen. Okay. The, the screen's throughout the venue. Will tell you, you know, due to the electrical activity in the area, blah blah blah. So they're watching the weather at this point, going, yeah, yeah. we got about two hours of this crap. All right. Yeah. So the um, the thing is, is the last bolt of lightning within ten miles, they count resets for 40, the clock. Resets the clock for forty five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So poison came on, and uh, it was light rain, and of course we had our ponchos on. Now this is the first time we actually got onto the field. We, you know, we actually went on the field for Joan Jett for a little bit, and uh, it was raining so hard that as you enter from the backstage area to the field, there's kind of a lull. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this collects water. Oh, no. So we had to wade through about six inches of water oh, to get wow. onto the field. Yeah, yeah, it, w- it was bad. I'm like, okay, th- this stadium probably cost, you know, close to a billion dollars to build, a billion with a B, and, and their drainage is like this. I'll I'll post some pictures and I'll post a video up on uh, on uh, the both Mike's Facebook page. You can see the storm drains, the sewer caps. Those are what a couple hundred pounds floating. These, <laughs> these, these, it was like something out of an amusement park. It was like they were rising and going, and you can see the water just shooting out of them. Uh, I, I couldn't believe that this was even possible and it wasn't just one it was two in the area right by the the bars and and the convenience store that we were hanging out by and uh so getting back poison they played their set i think it was an abbreviated set they were supposed to play for an hour and i don't think they played for a complete hour brett was back because brett was out with uh dehydration issues uh from the nashville show last thursday and uh, he came back. He was good. He didn't do the meet and greet beforehand. So people who shelled out the thousand bucks for the meet and greet didn't get to see the lead singer. They just got to see the other three guys. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, no refunds on that. Take it or leave it. Um, so, of course, we, we hung out and uh, still had our ponchos on. And finally, it, it led up. I would say probably close to seven o'clock or so. It finally led up. And uh we had people behind us. God, chatterboxes. My wife, God, oh, oh, God bless my wife. But yeah, she's like, oh, the, the girls are annoying me. <laughs> I, I, I saw somebody had a 
uh, shirt and it's like on the back of the shirt it was a black shirt and on the back it said something like I'm sorry. Is this band interrupting your conversation? Like that. I was like, yeah, I, I need that shirt. I have a t-shirt like that. Yeah. Yep. I All do. right. So, so poison sounded good. Poison sounded great. Yeah. Jo- yep. Joan Jett sounded good. Joan Jett sounded uh, surprisingly good. She's in her seventies, right? From what I understand. Yes. She, uh, I think she's 75 for some, no, she can't be that old. Maybe she is. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, she sounded really good. She sounded like Joan Jett from the 1980s. And uh, Poison was good. Um, next up was Motley Crue. And, of course, Motley Crue is, wasn't the, the headliner this time around. They were the, you know, they're co-headlining. But they were on before Def Leppard. And usually it's daylight when they do that. So it was getting dark. So they were in full effect. No pyro, no booms, no boom, 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 nothing like that. Yeah, they usually do that shit for just the headliners for some reason, I've noticed, yeah. even at a show like this where they alternate. I've been yeah. to one exception. I'll tell you about that later. Go ahead. Yeah, but no, none. None, depending on which which slot they play. They're not doing any uh, any pyro. Um, and the, the stage was really big. You know, it was a, it was a big, full-size uh, stage that you would see in a stadium. But it, it was only it, half. Yeah, I was I was kind of expecting something more. You know, like you ever see YouTube Stadium? And when YouTube played stadiums, they had this gigantic octopus-looking stage, and Metallica has this gigantic stage. And and usually, the stage is in one end zone, and then the whole field, all the way down to the other end zone, is seating and standing and stuff. But this show was like maybe the stage was like on a fifty-yard line or so, or what? No, the stage was was all the way to the back, but I would say the the seating only went back probably three quarters of the way. Oh, okay. You know, I think they did that because they didn't want seating on, um, you know, the, the the baseball diamond for certain stadiums and, and things like that. Uh, so that's how they had their lighting and their sound set in the back. Um, gotcha. But yeah, I was expecting more of a stage, you know, because you go to a Motley show, usually it's a spectacle. You know, usually Tommy yeah, yeah, Lee, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tommy Lee's doing something with the drums. He's flying overhead or or they going got the upside circles, down thing. Upside down, yeah, yeah. nothing. Nothing. He did play the full set with, you know, I guess he's he's healed enough to be able to play the uh, the entire set now. But yeah, nothing, nothing special, nothing out of the ordinary. A lot of lasers, a couple flares, some smoke. How did but Vince sound? Vince sounds surprisingly well. Okay. Well, I, I wouldn't say he, he's lean, you know, the, the poor guy is half Mexican. Yeah. What can you say? Nice. Um, and send those racist comments <laughs> into. <laughs> yeah um but yeah he uh he sounded really good for 61 and uh you know he he's wasn't lean skinny but he wasn't he wasn't a doughy abominable snowman he, that he, he typically can be he wasn't quite the guy who ate vince neal he was yeah. he, he was vince neal not vince meal okay all yeah. right all right, so, so they, they had a good set. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they didn't overwhelm you. You've seen them a bunch of times. So, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they do put on the show, but um, every, everything sounded good. Everybody was good. Yeah, everything sounded good. No flubs, no 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 popping, no hissing. Everything played, was good. They played for about an hour? They played probably, yeah, hour, hour and ten minutes. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to play for an hour and a half. It's obvious that their their set was shut uh, cut short um, due to, to the, you know, lightning and the timing sure. and everything. Sure. Uh, you know, I was expecting to play certain songs and they didn't. Oh, know. yeah. What was that? What songs were they? Well, um, they, they played same old situation, which mm-hmm. Vince plays guitar on. And mm-hmm. the other song he plays guitar on or you know, as a rhythm is right. uh, Don't Go Away Mad, Just Go Away. Yeah. Didn't play it. Wow. Um, <clears throat> my understanding that they have been playing Teaser by Thin Lizzy hmm. as a cover song. And someone hmm. I heard somewhere that he was uh, that they were playing that didn't play it. Um, they played Shout of the Devil. They played a couple songs off of each one. Like they didn't play Smoking in the Boys Room, but they don't play that anymore. Uh, nothing from Saints of Los Angeles. But yeah, I, I would say they probably cut two or three songs out that they 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 probably normally would have. All right. So then then Def Leppard was able to come on at a reasonable time, and yeah, they had a yeah. full show. Yeah, they came on at after ten o'clock, and uh, probably closer to ten thirty, maybe eleven. 
Um, I really didn't check the time until we, we left and we left out of the venue after 12 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they came on and, uh, they're tight. They're, they're really good. They, yeah. they have no qualms about their, their expertise, uh, to the point where it was maybe too good. You know, it was too polished. Yeah. You know, I, if I want to hear like the perfect song, you put the right, CD right, in. Right, right, right. Exactly. Right? No, you want to hear it. you want to hear a live version of the same song. Right. And uh, but yeah, they, they were just money. They were they were spot on. They all look good. Uh, Rick had no issues with his drums. Guitar players are good. Uh, you yeah. know, I went. Uh, I used to live by uh, Rick Savage, the drummer there. Isn't that the drummer Rick? Is that is that who? Rick, Rick Allen. Allen. Rick Allen. Allen yeah, yeah, yeah. Drummer. Yeah, and um, one year we had a Halloween party at, at at the house, and he came over. He dressed as a slot machine. Put <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't you can go ahead and leave your nasty comments. That's fine. yeah. Go ahead. Uh, well, Rick Allen, we we Brenda and I saw him on the Monsters of Rock cruise, and I think he he mm-hmm. was probably on the same floor as us because we seen him a couple times as we came and went from our room, and. Um, we, of course, everybody knows we have the great segment "Get Off My Lawn" here at uh, yes. at both mics, and I had my "Get Off Get Off My Lawn" T-shirt on, nice. and he actually stopped us in the hallway and said, "That's yeah. a freaking fantastic shirt. I got to get That's one of great. those." Yeah. All right. Well, we'll send them one. Yeah. Okay. We'll get one to send. So. All so, right. Yeah. So the whole got show success. It was good. It was worth. Yeah, it. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was uh, long. My back was starting to hurt a little bit. You know, I'm glad I had a chair in front of me to kind of lean on a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, you know, getting old sucks. Now, and, was, uh, there, was there any of that guy at the concert? You know, that guy who's passed out drunk. That guy who's getting escorted out by security. I mean, because we've been that guy before. Yeah, yeah we've I'm been just that guy. Curious. Um, I, I didn't. Was that I, guy. I saw. I saw a security scramble a couple times heading up front uh, with uh, with some Duval County sheriffs. So, but I didn't see anybody come out in cuffs, nothing like that. Uh, a lot of wigs, a lot of guys in wigs, like they're wearing their van uh, hair on purpose, like it's eighties yeah, night at yeah, the club or whatever. Yeah, All right, yeah, okay. And, uh, th- there was a guy two rows up, and he he had his hair all done up. You know, he had the wig, spandex. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I don't know, the, dude. With the zebra stripe spandex, and then it was a right. a guy dressed dressed as Vince and Nikki. They were together running around. Like, like there comes a certain age where I don't want to see dudes in spandex. Yeah. Like David Lee Roth back in the day, you know, Vince Neil back in the day. That's what the gig was. That's what it was. Right. That's what they right. wore, and that's good. But like when you're getting up there in age, and their fans are getting up there in age, I don't need to see that shit anymore. Dude. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot, a lot of a lot of guys and probably the most wigs I've seen at any concert ever in my life. So it was it was different and interesting. A lot of people watching, uh, a lot of drinking. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't see any any nefarious activities going on. There was no no flashing, nothing like that. You know, wow. everything was everything was kind of calm. Wow, and, that's uh, surprising. But then again, we you know, we were we were down in our own little area you know if we well, were now, probably closer to the nowadays edge, the, media, the median age of the crowd most women at that show don't feel confident enough probably to give a flash maybe i mean I is that fair know. i i think the older you get the less crap you would give you know yeah that's what i would think but so right. then why don't we see more of it um maybe they hang too low and you wouldn't see it over the crowd. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There must be some All sort right. of reason. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was good. And of course, when we got out, we thought we were going this, the way we came in yes. and we got shifted by a block. So we, yeah, went, yeah, yeah. we went for a walk down the wrong street and we're like, oh, where the hell's yeah. our car? Yeah. That's not good around there. Yeah. So then we had to backtrack and everything and, and Brenda had high heels on and, they got wet, so she was getting blisters, and my feet hurt because we're sliding around in my wet shoes. And yeah, usually when I if I, I've been in that situation one time before, and at that stadium, and and I, I mean the first thing I did when I got to a situation is I picked up a bottle that was laying on the side of the road, and I was like, if shit's going down, I'm gonna take one with me. I know I got a bottle here. Yeah, I mean nothing happened. You know, I did 
you know, but I, I get it. You know, a lot of those big stadiums and, and arenas and so forth, they're located at areas where a lot of streets have numbers and directions and churches, yeah. chickens and shit. And, you and know. letters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, that's that's the revitalization project. That's, that's, yes, how, yes, that's how these developers, that's how these developers and NFL teams and NBA teams convince the city that they're going to revitalize a, uh, a struggling neighborhood. Yeah, all right. Hence, so that money went. Yeah, hence the Citrus Bowl and uh, let's say the the did arena. I, did I tell you my plan for that? That I'm going to put the NFL and Roger Goodell on 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 fire. Here, here's the deal. They they gave a certain organization, a certain political organization, three letters. They gave them like eighty five million dollars, like two three years ago when all this stuff was happening. Yeah, and they did that, you know, to as a coming to peace with things. And you know, here we're taking the lead, we're taking the charge. Well. You, it's possible for you to become an NFL owner, Mike. You and I could both become an NFL owner. Yes. The Green Bay Packers are a publicly traded team. So that means there's stock available in the Green Bay Packers. So you can literally buy stock. So I'm thinking about buying one share of stock so I can be a stockholder. Yes. Now I can demand accountability from Roger Goodell about where those funds went because the ownership of my team gets a portion of the ownership of the NFL. Correct. So I need I need accountability of that, that $85 million, Roger. That's all I need. Or, or I'll tell you what. Send me a check for eight point five million, and I'll keep my mouth shut. How about that? Right, just just ten percent. <laughs> yes, it's only just ten percent. Okay. So I, I I went to I went by Wawa today. Yes. Um, I, I had to go somewhere. I, I had to go somewhere in Winter Garden today, and it was a Wawa there. So I whipped in there and got some gas, and I um I was I was surprised on the way out. On the backside of Wawa, they had eight, eight Tesla charging stations there. Yep. Now, I've seen a video on YouTube recently where a guy was taking his Tesla charging stations out. And this was somewhere in Texas because Tesla hasn't sent them any money. He put them in like so long ago and Tesla's supposed to be giving him money for this and they're not. And they haven't been. So he's like covering it up. And so I'm, I'm just curious, have you noticed that anywhere in any gas stations or anywhere? Have you noticed more availability of EV charging or have you not noticed it? Because it's like when you buy a white car, all of a sudden all you see is white cars. So right, maybe right. you haven't needed it, you haven't seen it or. Well, the only thing I have to go by uh, where we are is a, a gate gas station, which is, uh, you know, a, you know, a, a, a chain here in, in Texas. It'd be like the same as going to Valero. Um, and they installed probably four or five, I would say, in the past year. They're not Tesla uh, charging stations, but they are EV uh, charging stations. Also, um, Bucky's don't have any. Bucky's doesn't have any, but the, the gate gas station does. Yeah, well, Bucky's doesn't want you parked at a at a pump for two hours. They want you in there stuffing your face for two hours. <laughs> they want you in there cool. buying freaking bricks of uh, fudge and... And twelve dollar sandwiches, and it's good. Don't get me wrong, I'm a Bucky's fan. I just think it's funny. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah, and uh, a couple couple strips of beef jerky. Well, this video here I'm putting up. Reason why I'm bringing this up is video here I'm putting up here. Yeah. Post that EV charging line in California was uh, almost a mile long. The way I looked at it, and I, I a mile. Anyway, I post, posted it up here. So take a look at it. That's what that is. That's what I'm talking about here. It was freaking. It was a long ass time, and I'm just wondering. You know, even the quickest of these quick charge things I hear take a little while. I mean, 20, 30 minutes at least, right? Yeah. So if you have, uh, you know, five of these things and there's 50 people in front of me, that's a good 200 minutes, you know? Hey, what's up, Xander? How are you? Hey, Xander, how are you? How are you, Xander? Hey. What's going on? You're on mute, Mike. I'm on mute. Okay. Yes, there you go. Hey, what's going on, Xander? How are you? Uh, I see. We were just talking about Bucky's. Do you like Bucky's? Yes. Oh, good. What's your favorite thing at Bucky's? Mm. What do you like? Do you like those beaver nuggets? I just like those beaver dyes. With what? 
He said beaver nuggets. Oh, beaver nuggets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are good. Beaver died. And you got gummy bears. Oh, the stuffed animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got the the stuffed animals and they got the t-shirts. They got everything. That's how they get them. Train them up starting young. Yep. Get them hooked. All right. Thank you for stopping by, Xander. All right. And that's Mike uh, giving his instructions to his young one there. He's uh, muted the mic there. That's why you can't hear that. But uh, Anyway. Yes. Okay, good. Good. So, um, anyway, this line at the charging thing, it's it just. It's ridiculous. You yeah. know what? You know what? It's got me thinking that it's time for us to go right into the alien update. Yes. It's a pretty good robot. He's a little bit of an alien, too, but I think he's mostly. He's an alien robot. You could be an alien robot, right? But not all robots are domestic. I computed the aliens. They are capable of sinister and dangerous acts. You weird alien man! All right, the alien update. This is the part of the show where we talk about the people we think are aliens or they've had alien contact or interference. We're talking about Musk. We're talking about Bezos. We're talking about Zuckerberg. We're talking about Branson. We're talking about Gates. We're talking about all these people, Bezos, all these people who have changed our lives in the near recent past here socially, economically, culturally. And they just happen to be the seven or so people out of seven billion people on the planet to be able to do this. Oh. And they're all the richest people on the planet as well. No coincidence. So I say they're aliens or have had alien assistance. What, what do you think, Mike? I've always thought that you've been out of your mind, but yeah, that's a, another show. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, it's time for the alien update here. I know at times it turns into the Musk hour, but no, it's not the Musk hour. But this one is about Musk company, Tesla. There's yes. a company in China called BYD, Bide, I guess, Bid, Bide. It's a Chinese automaker. They're backed by Warren Buffett. They just surpassed Tesla in the sale of electrified vehicles. Wow. They sold 683,157 electric or plug-in hybrid passenger vehicles in the first six months of 2022, according to company filings on July 3rd. The figure represents a nearly 325% year-on-year increase from the same period last year. In June alone. Bide sold 133,762 electric or plug-in hybrid passenger vehicles. In the first two quarters of 2022, BYD sold 323,000, yada, yada, yada. They're selling. Here's the big picture here. They're saying Tesla delivered a total of 564,743 vehicles in the first six months. Now, now, mind you, I want to remind you about our talk with our uh, uh, the guy from GM. They came out and, you know, they sold like 36 and they're going to they're going to beat they're going to take over Tesla. Right, know. right. Stop. Stop. So anyway, I just I'm concerned because some of these things like Tesla, for instance, had challenges, I guess, with supply chain issues. Meanwhile, this Chinese company Bide, Well, guess what? That's where all the chips and parts are coming from. That's where the lithium is coming from. That country has all the access to all those those rare earth minerals to make the batteries and so forth. And that's where most of the semiconductors and chips and stuff were sent from China. Well, guess what? It's not out on a boat. It's there. That's why they're selling more availability. Your best, your best ability is availability. So if you look on, on YouTube, these are actually some pretty nice cars. I, I I got some pictures here. I'm putting up in post that shows they got a a hatchback. Yeah. They got a SUV. Yeah. They have an SUV. It, I wonder wonder what the pricing is in comparison. Wow. That's a that's a good question. I don't know all that stuff, but all right. Let's use the Google box. What's the Google box say? Yep. I need a new page. Here's another thing. Tesla was forced to temporarily close its factory in Shanghai dur- during a COVID nineteen outbreak in the city earlier this year. In China Bide's shares have risen 36% since January, and the company was able to avoid the lockdown spurred factory closures. Huh. That's because the Chinese government probably owns some of the company, you know? Yeah, well, that's how the communist countries are. It's probably a a country-run thing. uh, $84.42 a share. 
They said that's up 36 cent, 36% since January. So, um, $32,800 for the extended range. So, nice. yeah. That's, wow. uh, you got a Barker. Yeah. Stupid ass. Brenda just got home. So, our boy Musk is also in the news because Starlink, his Starlink stat- satellites are dodging orbital debris from a Russian missile test. Wow. That's what they're saying here. They're saying that the debris was from the test that has forced Starlink satellites to maneuver over 1,700 times. So they're trying to maneuver around this space junk. It's crazy. It says the cloud of debris this is according to PCMag.com. The cloud of debris from Russia's anti-satellite missile test last year continues to pose an orbital orbitable hazard to SpaceX Starlink system. SpaceX is now maneuvering for Cosmos 1408 debris than any other project objects in space. Cosmos 148 refers to a satellite that the Russian military decided to destroy in a controversial missile test last November. The resulting impact sent thousands of pieces of debris spilling out across Earth's orbit at speeds capable of destroying other satellites in orbit. I didn't think about this, that they could somebody could blow up something, their own satellite in space. And now you got a ball of shit flying around, knocking everybody else's stuff out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The the chances of it are, are slim, I'm sure. But, you know, it's still not responsible. Well, I've seen stuff on TV where they're talking stuff the size of a small a small bolt or a small washer. You get that going 70,000 miles around the Earth or whatever, 70,000 miles an hour or however fast it goes. I, I mean, that could destroy something. If it was a yeah. car, it would go right through it or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. Which reminds me, I wonder how Elon's uh, car is doing floating around in space. I wonder, wonder where that thing is. <laughs> I think it needs to be washed. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. To, you know what I want to see? I want to see Musk go to Mars and on his way, pick up his car and bring it to Mars with him. Right. <laughs> he, he would be just a guy to do that. It's like a publicity stunt, too. Yeah. Where's he going to charge it? They got more Tesla stations on Mars. There's a yeah, there's a there's a gate gas station there. Nice. Nice. Anyway, I just thought this was fascinating how this whole shakes out here. So whatever hey there's a new study and i'm showing video of this here a new study has revealed that our lunar neighbor is getting smaller and experiences strong moon quakes according to research the moon has shrunk by approximately 50 meters over the last several hundred million years this is due to (laughs) i know right this is due to gradual ongoing cooling of its interior this in turn has made it slightly wrinkled which has created thrust faults and caused sections of the crust to push up against other sections, producing moonquakes. I guess kind of like we have earthquakes. Yeah, it sounds like tectonic plates. Yeah. Yeah. It says these lunar quakes are surprisingly strong, measuring up to five on the Richter scale. Analysis gives the first evidence that these faults are still active and likely producing moonquakes today as the moon continues to gradually cool and shrink. Here's my question. Yes. There's all these people that say, Oh, there's nothing going on at the moon. Then there's people that say the moon's hollow. There's people that say we've never been to the moon. There's people that say on the backside of the moon is an alien base. Yes, I don't know if I made a cheese. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if I go to the moon, I'm going to look for Alice Cramden first thing. I mean, (laughs) well, I'll bet she's there. Yes. Anyway, I just I, I, I wonder. If it's true. I mean, I asked the alien. I did have another view, uh, another interview with the alien. And I did ask her about because I had seen some other things about a guy who was on uh, SEAL Team 6. And apparently since he was a teenager and uh, became a Navy SEAL, I guess because of his testing, both brain wise and physically wise, he became a SEAL. But they initiated him into the space program. This is a guy who's probably about our age now. And he he turns out, well, actually, he's probably a little bit younger. He um, one of his first missions was he was fighting beside people or beings from other planets. He's fought a war on Jupiter, on Venus. He's been to the moon. He's been to Mars and so forth. So I the guy seemed credible, you know, so I don't know. It was on a real it was on a real thing. It wasn't no bullshit. It was. uh... 
So I asked her about that, and she said because of her position in Space Force, she couldn't talk all about that. But you know, the guy from what I'm from what she's hearing from me, there's you know, there's no credibility issue that that's a possibility. But she can comment on it. So I don't know, dude. I believe this. I believe her. I your, believe your, your next your next uh, interview will be yeah. with him. I don't know. We'll see. I, you know what? I, I, we might, we might have to give Blue her own show. I'm telling you, dude. Mike Sopka Broadcast uh, Network here. Mike Sopka Broadcast Media presents. I like it. She did talk about this as well. The Large Hadron Collider, CERN. The thing we talked about there has powerful collisions. You know, they they smash atoms together. The Large right. Hadron yeah. Collider. Okay. Yeah. In Geneva, okay. Well, they just fired this thing back up, and it went through some powerful thing. They just redid and rebuilt this thing, and it, it got fired up. Well, she's telling me that there's evil doers behind CERN, and there's there's the evil forces, if you would, both of this planet and not, are backing the CERN. And meanwhile, there was another positive force that counterbalanced that. And that's why we're moving into a new third eye or a new awakening. And it kind of affected me personally because I could feel the difference in me physically. No shit, dude. Today I felt like, you know, something has changed. Something has clicked. Physically, I'm still a freaking train wreck. But, I mean, everything else seems to be – I'm not winning the lotto and I'm not hating every green light or whatever. I'm just saying it just seems to be things are – and I, I asked her if that's kind of what she meant. You know, is it his humanity taking a, a step in evolution? Is, anatom- is our human beings moving toward this greater thing that she's talking about? And she says yes. I mean, so I don't know. There's some credibility to some of this stuff, I think. But I know, Mike, you don't care. <laughs> I, I get it. I mean, I get it. But this is a a technology in CERN. They 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 came up with that Higgs boson or boson Higgs particle. They call that the God particle. Uh, this is something that's been around for about ten years here. But she's saying it's an evil thing. You think this is evil? I don't know enough about it, man. You know. You know well, they had I mean? to they had to give it some technology upgrades. Yeah. You know, it's been around for about 10 years, but, you know, technology upgrades and changes all the time. So Right, exponentially. By time, yeah, by the time you build something like this, you're already looking at the next version of it, you know. It takes so long to do this crap. So, anyway, Mike, if you're feeling more positive, if you're feeling like you have a bounce in your step, if you're feeling like, hey, uh, you're walking on sunshine, you know, it might be because of this uh, positive force that went against the CERN's large hadron collider here so are you feeling any better today today she said this period was between the second and the sixth so well it's the seventh so right so today you should be feeling better if you're if you're of a of a being that can ascend to the next level that can transcend to where we're going to as a human civilization if you can get your third eye to work more do you feel more aware today or do you feel more uh, no. alert or no not today i'm just i'm I'm beat usually by and what, what's annoying is usually by thursday i'm exhausted from working the week and friday is just kind of like a sail through day but we had off monday so like essentially i just finished my third day of work and normally it's my fourth day of work and i still feel as exhausted after three days that i normally do with four days Gotcha. And we didn't do nothing on on Monday. We went swimming. So I'm showing video right now of the Georgia Guidestones. Are you familiar with the Georgia Guidestones, Mike? No. Well, the Georgia Guidestones, it's basically a strange rock formation. Um, the Georgia, in Georgia Guidestones. Yeah, in Georgia. Yeah, in Georgia. Okay. Not Georgia, Russia. United States. Right, right, right. They, they call it the southern version of Stonehenge. Most okay. people see these Guidestones as part of the New World Order. Which is upon us right now. Others see the Georgia Guidestones as the Ten Commandments of the coming Antichrist. In 1979, a man walked into a Georgia bank with a lot of cash and he wanted to create the Georgia Guidestones. Money was not a problem. However, he didn't want his real name to be known. And in 1980, a super strange granite stone formation was erected in Elbert County, Georgia. The place has been called the Stonehenge of America, Guidestones. They have... uh, 
weird language scripts on these guidestones. The languages include Babylonian, classical Greek, Sanskrit, and Egyptian hieroglyphs. Basically, it's a these things are give warnings to mankind, and it gives a potential transcript to how to deal with things in the future. One of the things was depopulation of the planet and so forth. It gives specifics down to like 7 million, from like 7 billion to like 7 million, if I'm not mistaken. Well, there's video, as you see here, that I posted, and it shows somebody blew up the Georgia Guidestones. Oh, now, in the past day, when I first was alerted to this, I saw the video, and it said lightning struck the Georgia Guidestones. It looked like one of them just blew up. Right. Now... Ever since these things went up, the small town, the small area has been, you know, people driving by, looky-loos, get out and see. And they didn't want people vandalizing. I guess that was a problem. So they put up camera system there and they put up a thing like, you know, you're on camera and all this stuff. And they say in one of the one of the videos, and I'm not sure if I'll have this in post for when I do this, but in one of the videos, they spotted a, a silver or gray car speeding away as that thing blew up. So I also heard reports that not the entire thing was damaged, but things were damaged enough that they decided to demolish the other stones so it's not a hazard or a safety hazard. So I'm just I'm second guessing all this stuff here. So I never got to see him. I've been up and down through Georgia. I lived in Georgia for a while. And for some reason, I never went to see this, but I've heard a lot about it. I don't know. What do you think, Mike? You think it was a nefarious deed done by some evildoer? Well, I was going to ask if it was by Stone Mountain because I've, I've been to Stone Mountain before. And no, uh, uh, Elbert County. Where the heck is Elbert County? Let's yeah, see. I, I was thinking it was South Georgia. Interesting. Uh, no, it's Northeast. Okay. It's Northeast Georgia. It's um, kind of on the border of. It looks like South Carolina. There. <sighs> I would. Uh, I would think it would probably be someone. Someone nefarious. Um, when when would it happen? Did it hap- coincide with Fourth uh, of July, with someone trying to be? Uh... I I think it was on the fifth. I I or, yeah. or the sixth. There was a day this past week here. I don't know exactly which day. I'll Google that through the Google box while we're on here. Um, but there was UFO Day. It was July second, <laughs> and ah. that's the day they fired up the Hedron Collider, according to Blue Crystal and Phoenix. And that's the day when things went into play between the second and the sixth. So basically, she's telling me that like CERN is circling this shit in one direction. And there was a positive or counter effect going on from the positive vibes and the people that are energetically changing us and helping us evolve to this new dimension. Does she talk about crystals and and the waning moon and, and the moon being in Sagittarius this week? No, but I did follow up with this stuff, and I did you you pull up your own stuff. Like the first thing to do to become an ascended person is you have to fully understand where you are, where you stand. Okay, so I did. My, you punch in your date of birth and your you know your your date of birth and the time you were born, where you were born, and you hit the button, and it tells you where you like what your sign is aligned in. So I did mine. Okay. Okay. So I'm a I'm Capricorn. You're yes. Capricorn, right? Yes, We're are. like a couple of days apart there. Okay. You're on the I'm on the 27th. You're on the 23rd. Yep. All right. To fully understand, I'm a Taurus ascendant person. So this goes on to say, to fully understand, you need to look dip, deeply at the actual sign of Taurus. Yada 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 yada. Does it uh, seriously say yada yada yada? Yes. 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 Okay. But it talks about things like you said the. But some of the things, some of the things about me came true in this. Like I read through this, like they're looking for stability, security and and quiet. It takes to make sound decisions. They sometimes seclude themselves in privacy, uh, self-sufficient, rising sons of all able to handle anything on their own, uh, whatever. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Then it goes on to. About your shortcomings as well, you know, like things you don't do well, like in, having impatience, being stubborn and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, this is me, man. You know, their their tempers are enormous, like a boiling kettle, and they literally become a very scary bull in a china shop. I think that's me. So, yeah, you know, good and bad, I'll take it. 
So my question to you, Mike, is I didn't yes. plug in your date of birth, and I will, and I'll send it to you. Bunch of hooey, bunch of hocus pocus, or does this stuff real? <sighs> hooey. Okay. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm just I'm yeah. going to go on the no. record. Yeah. A lot of a lot of generalizations that you know most people could pick up on. Mm. You know, now I'm, I'm wondering if it would be the same for me because of our birthday being exactly four days apart, well, both in the it, same year. It has to do with your date of birth and your time of birth. What was your time of birth, Mike? Six thirty four p.m. All right, uh, I'll I'll do this later and send it to you. It's no big deal. Yeah, so I wonder like, if it's just, I wonder I wonder if it's going to be exactly the same as yours, considering we're exactly four days apart. Yeah, I don't think it will be. I think because I was born at two oh seven in the afternoon. Yeah, uh, four days later, so I'm sure it's a little bit different. So it'd be interesting if it comes up the exact same. Then I'm calling Huey, you know. Well, but, um, I would so, you know I would think it would because it's you know as far as the, the way the stars align, it was only four days apart. And what you read really kind of doesn't describe me at all. So. Well, like I said, it's a three-page thing. I, I read probably ah. three or four sentences. There's, there's, I mean, some of my positive traits here, my positive traits, according to them, I'm a Taurus ascendant. Um, objective, practical, loving order, hardworking, persistent, cheerful, kind, fierce, level-headed, showing a great sense of community and tradition, conscious and sociable. My level negative headed, traits, level-headed but easy yeah. to anger, right? <laughs> My negative traits: materialistic, headstrong, sluggish, dogmatic, addictive, excessive, easygoing, comfortable, fearing change, and I can be stubborn. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, I'm okay with all that. Yeah, that's. I'm not gonna say it's 100% me, but uh, you know, yeah, okay, I'll take it. That's me. Could be worse, I guess. Right. Did you see that meme I put up on Facebook today? Did you see that meme I put up on Facebook today? Yeah. No. Yeah. It uh um it's Joey Chestnut and it's showing him with uh, <laughs> a bunch of hot dogs and he's stuffing his face and it's like Joey Chestnut just ate sixty three hot dogs and then there's a picture of Kamala Harris underneath and it's hold my beer or no Joey Chestnut smoked. Sixty-three wieners or something like that. Okay, yeah. Wiener joke. Never mind. I told it. I told it wrong. That's all right. I'll take it out and post. So there's the world's highest looping roller coaster is open in Colorado. I don't know if yeah. this place is near your son. Do you know about it in Glenwood Springs? I actually, I I looked it up. Yeah, I uh, I saw the the headline for it, and I didn't read it, but there was a there was like a two and a half minute. Uh, newsreel video about it and they talked yeah. about the gondola going to it and coming from it and didn't show the roller coaster at all yeah so, i i did the same thing so i searched it out elsewhere and I, i'm putting a video up here and post to the actual pov of the ride okay, it looks it, like a short ride maybe less than a minute now is it tallest because it's the highest in the country I think that's what they mean by that because yeah. of the elevation, because it's 7,132 feet above sea level right. with views of Colorado and the Roaring Fork Rivers, Mount Sopris, South Canyon, Glenwood Canyon, and Glenwood Springs during a 75-foot vertical climb. Reaches speeds of 56 miles per hour, has a 98-foot twisted top hat and switch, and 111 high-speed bank banana roll. And a 41-foot 0G heartline roll. Whatever all those things mean, coaster enthusiasts are probably going to be on it. So, Coaster has three cars in each. Coaster has three cars and each sits eight people. What was that? Is it a banana roll? Yeah, I don't know what all that is. So I had one of those at the sushi place the other day. Nice. Banana roll. (laughs) That's that uh, monkeypox sushi. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they're they're pushing that monkeypox pretty hard. Yeah, dude. It, it, the only it's the new AIDS though. They're gonna try to push it for everybody, but it's yeah. It's the only not. thing is, you know, they're they're talking about vaccinations for it and everything else, but they're like, yeah, it's not gonna kill you. They're like, well, then you know, next. Right. So Hyundai and Kia are having a recall for seatbelt pretensioners. Do you know what a seatbelt pretensioner is, Mike? Yes. Yes, of course. 
And we explain to our fine people um, what a pretensioner is. Um, I, I have not a clue. I'm, I'm going to guess it's like when you hit the brakes, your seatbelt locks up. The little thing like near the buckle there that controls, like if it gets a jerking sensation, it's going to tighten up. But if you just pull it, it allows the, right. the seatbelt to pull out. That's a pretensioner. Um, the, Hyundai, the Hyundai Venue and the Kia Sorento are now both included in a campaign because these seatbelt pretensioners can explode. Explode. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Can you nice. imagine? This thing's right by your ear, right by your mouth, right by. It, it's almost like where that cop puts the thing, you know, for their radio, you know, right, right, right. there. Can you imagine you're driving down the road? Boom! This fucking thing blows up. I mean, I, I can't imagine. Well, it. I, would, I would think it would, it would blow up from the shock of it being pulled. I would think oh, that would what? that would be it. Well, let me let, let me tell you here. According to Autoblog.com, Hyundai and Kia announced in late June that additional models are being added to the an already expansive recall wow. of vehicles equipped with seatbelt pretensioners that can explode in a collision, sending shrapnel okay. into the cabin, much the way a defective airbag inflator would. Separate expansions from the two Korean brands are adding to a total number just under 90,000 vehicles of the recall population. Other vehicles that are under this recall, of course, the Hyundai Elantra, the Elantra Hybrid, the Subcompact Accent, the Sorento Hybrid, yada, 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 yada. The there accent, you go. They still make the Accent? Buddy. Yeah. Wow. The, um, I saw a, unfortunately it was white. I don't like white cars, but I saw a Hyundai Santa Cruz the other day. You haven't that's seen one of those in a while. Those are old times. No, 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 no. That's the pickup truck, right? Yeah, the Santa yeah, Cruz. Yeah, yeah. Not the Santa Fe. The Santa yeah, yeah, Fe. Yeah. We actually had a Santa Fe back in the day. Mm-hmm. But the Santa Cruz is that little pickup truck. It looks kind of right. cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, granted, it was white. I don't like white, but I, uh, I liked it, you know? And I don't think you could pull anything with it. You probably can't put a sheet of plywood back there, but it sure looks cool. So our boy Kevin Smith has put out the Clerks 3 trailer. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen the yeah, trailer yet. Oh, hell yeah. It, it came out 12 yeah, noon today. 12.16, I was watching it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm i going to have to see this. But for some reason, they said uh, they're bringing the sequel to the theaters for two nights only, September yep. 13th and 15th. Yup, and I already have tickets. It's curious to me that they're doing it like that. Is that because... I, I, I don't know. That's how he. That's explained. how he does. That's how he does things. And uh, like his last four movies or so, he's done like that. He'll he'll put it in like a Phantom release, and uh, for two nights, and all over the country, and he'll sell out each one of them. And tickets weren't more. Like how much is a regular movie ticket? Like twelve bucks. I don't know. I haven't been in so, movies in so long. Yeah. Last movie I saw in a the movie theater was that shark movie. What was that? Yeah, Sharknado. No, Jaws. Never mind. Jaws. Go ahead. Um, Nineteen seventy-five reference there. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I already I already got tickets. He's doing it for two nights, and then what he does is he's going to take it on the road, mm-hmm. and he goes from city to city, charges forty bucks a person, and takes it to like a theater. So it'll mm-hmm. be like at Doctor Phillips couple thousand people 40 mm-hmm. bucks ahead he'll show the movie he'll do a uh, a q a afterwards that's how he's i like it money. Yeah. yeah where where do we sign up for that one you got to go to the place in la uh well he only has um like 20 screenings scheduled and then there's like a comic-con coming up and he's going to announce the rest of the, the showings at this comic-con so where are you going to see this on the 13th at the Epic Theater in St. Augustine. So I'm just, I'm not going to the... the so that's one of the 20? No, no. The, it's two separate things. So he has the the, the, fifth, the 13th and the 17th, he said. He's, he's showing... the 15th. Yeah. At, you could go to a regular movie theater and see just the movie. And it's a Phantom release. You know, a Phantom, Phantom events? Yes. Like they do concerts and stuff like that at the movie theater? Yes. Uh, that's what he's doing here on the 13th and the 15th. And then after that, he's taking it on the road and doing doing a, a convenience store. Convenience. He called it something inconvenience or something. I don't know. 
Uh, <laughs> but just showing the movie and doing the, doing an actual uh, uh, Q&A afterwards, live Q&A, where, you know, the four main characters will be there in person. And that's how he's going to make his money, 40 bucks a head at theaters, you know, like right. small theaters, Dr. Phillips size, Bob Carr but size. Doesn't doesn't his mom live down here, like in the villages or something? <laughs> the villages? I don't know. She used to live in, she in, in around here. She used to live in the Highlands in uh, in Jersey, Red Bank. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. But yeah. well, I'm interested in seeing it, dude. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna have to yeah. check that out. I, I was looking for merchandise. They have uh, they have a new uh, a new shirt for the convenience store, which kind of looks like the movies shirt that yeah, I have. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the black and yellow. See if you can find, help me find where we get those made. Let's get them made for the show. What, like a, a shirt like that? Yeah. yeah dude, it's, that's easy. Okay. All right, because yeah, right, I want something in two colors, like a black and a blue, something like that. Yeah. Anyway. We can so, do you take vitamin D, Mike? <laughs> you know I do. Yes. All right. Actually, well, I do. Well, doctors warn of... Go ahead. My uh, My sister was down. And uh, she is two years older than us, and she stayed for quite a few days, and she had this this thing for her pills, you know, Monday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, Monday morning, Monday yep. night, and she's pulling out yeah. all these things. I'm like, what the hell? So yeah. the next day after she was doing it, she goes, Mike, where are your pills? And I'm like, right. I, 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 I don't take any. I don't have any prescription pills. Mm-hmm. She's like, no high blood pressure? I'm like, no. And you know, cholesterol. Well, my doctor says my cholesterol's not that bad that I, I need to take them. And you know, granted, my cholesterol in the past has been really bad, but I guess as of yet or as of now, it's not. And uh, the only thing I do take is uh, uh, fish oil, a multivitamin, and vitamin D. Yeah, well, that's probably all you need. But some people go overboard, and there's, uh, you know, like you, I, I know I take more than a daily daily recommended allowance of vitamin d but that's that lends itself to other things but there's a thing out there there's a disease out there okay and this is a real thing and it's a man created disease like it's called hypervitaminosis d it's a condition is formerly known is on the rise and has been linked to a wide variety of potentially serious health conditions this particular this particular case causes concern for middle-aged men now if you're watching or listening to the show, you're probably middle-aged dude, okay? So pay attention here, all right? Okay. So this middle-aged man was referred to the hospital by his family doctor after complaining of recurrent vomiting, nausea, leg cramps, abdominal pain, increased thirst, dry mouth, or tinnitus, ringing in the ear, diarrhea, and weight loss. You know what I call this? A Tuesday at my house. Well, yeah, I was going to say it's so, Tuesday. Yeah. These symptoms have been... President for almost three months, and I started around one month after he started an intense vitamin supplement regimen. Yeah. So he got sick from taking too much. He he, he took 150,000 international units of vitamin D daily when the daily requirement is 400. So yeah. that's like a lot. So anyway, don't consult your doctor before you do stuff like this. And if you're going to be an idiot, just know there's risk involved. Cause here's the things that you can have. If this happens to you drowsiness, these are the symptoms, drowsiness, depression, confusion, anorexia, apathy. I mean, I used to be apathetic, but now I just don't care. Psych- <laughs> psychosis, abdominal pain, stupor, coma, Vomiting, peptic ulcers, constipation, pancreatitis, abnormal heart rhythm, high blood pressure, kidney abnormalities, and renal failure. <laughs> renal failure? Is that is that the, the technical term for explosive diarrhea? Uh, no, renal failure is involving your kidneys, I think. Your kidneys ah. are going to fail. Yeah, that's not good. So anyway, don't take too much vitamin D is what I'm telling you. We're, we're at the wrap-up stage of the show here. One quick thing, Mike. The running of the bulls at Pamplona is back. The festival yes. is coming back after the two-year COVID ban. You're going to go running with the bulls. With the bulls? Yeah. Um, no, no. Uh, maybe a, a younger version of myself would have done it. But, uh, yeah, I, I picture a lot of people jumping out of the way and jumping on things and, and, and getting out of the way of these bulls. 
I don't think my my sorry ass would be able to do it at any uh, with any success. But yeah, I, I always so I wonder. Do, totally you, cool. Oh yeah, I wonder if you have to sign a waiver or something. <laughs> no, if, if running to the Bulls was in in say Miami or you know anywhere in this country, there'd be all kinds of waivers to sign. Uh, you go to other countries, there's no there's no fences saying you know be careful, don't fall. You know there's no no barricades. Pe- people you know use common sense, and if they are dumb enough to get hurt, don't sue. Where here in this country, it's completely completely opposite. So yeah. There in Spain, no, no waivers. Here in America, yes, all kind kinds of waivers. You have to sign a waiver to watch it on TV here in the states. <laughs> Freaking unreal. Well, that's, that's gonna wrap it up for us. You got any shout outs for anybody, Mike? Yeah, no, just uh, just you. A shout out to you, Mike. Nice. Nice. I want to give a shout out to my friend Dustin Levine over at the Mellon Patch Theater in Leesburg. Buy tickets, go see a show, send them some money, buy advertising, support your community theater. Check out my friend Night Fan Stan at Jet Set Printing in Orlando for all your printing needs in Central Florida. And to get on a big fish anywhere in Florida, you're going to need my man Gino Losi, G-I-N-O-L-O-S-I. Look him up on the socials. He's going to score you some monster fish. This has been 129. Yes. A prime number. Yes. We'll talk to you later. Ciao.